Hey friends, welcome to Mooney Mooney with Mary, where you get to hear this ordinary girl's thoughts and feelings about literally anything and everything. Just a quick reminder that this podcast is available both as a podcast-only version on most podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Google, and as a video version on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash maryolan, that's M-A-R-Y-O-L-A-N. And as you could see, I am on a Zoom call. If uh, Sorry, if you were watching this, you could see that I'm on a Zoom call, so that means that I have a special guest for today's episode. For today's episode, I have invited a friend to come and have a conversation with me about a topic that we've talked about quite a few times. It's going to be about passion. Today's guest and I have known each other since September of 2015, and I can say that I've learned a lot from this person through our conversations, and I just wanted to share that with you guys and see what this person has to say about today's topic and honestly I thought that amongst my friends I feel like this person would be the best to guest in this episode primarily because I've seen this person chase their passion and work for it so without further ado let us welcome my good friend Ken hi (laughs) hey friends welcome to part two of the passion episode with my friend Ken if you guys haven't watched part one feel free to watch that. Um, You can watch part two on its own, but I do think that watching or listening to part one would help immensely um, to get a better flow for the conversation. Um, Yeah. Everyone's journey to finding their passion is different. Um, But for sure, there were times when that journey has been tough or Mm -hmm. is still tough Um, and that you struggle you suffer um, and you wanted to give up so like are you willing to talk about those times I like that's one that just came like comes to mind immediately Mm -hmm. I remember I was in this room right in this this room and uh, I remember messaging a friend because at the time I think at that point I was only like Two or two or three years in doing parkour, and at that point, I was so I was so fixed on this is what I want to do for a long, long time. But then on that day, or I think it's been for like maybe a few days before that too. Hence why it's all built up to that point where I messaged my friend and I asked him like, I don't know what I wanted. Like, I don't feel like doing this anymore, and like, I don't want to do it. You know, <laughs> I just don't want to mm-hmm. do it. It's not. It's not that it's like. I didn't get an injury or anything. It's just like a, a, a few days I just going downhill and I was feeling like maybe I don't want to do this forever. Maybe it's not for me. I messaged him and yeah, he's just telling me about how that's normal. You have your ups and downs. And some days you really feel like you kind of don't feel like you'll ever want to do this again. And then you slowly pick back up. Maybe you're like, you might be in that valley for weeks, but you'll pick back up if it was your passion I think that's in terms of suffering so the, the things like injuries and parkour that also make really make you question your your sanity but like in terms of random out of nowhere loss of desire to pursue your passion that's mm-hmm. one that comes to mind it's really weird because it was out of nowhere I had no reason to stop but I just felt like oh, I don't really enjoy this anymore <laughs> yeah but I don't know, it picked back up very quickly. But it's just going down there is really scary because 
you never felt like that before and you, you're so sure that this is what you want to do and suddenly you, don't, you feel like I don't want to do it anymore and you don't know why but it's normal so in terms of random suffering that'd be one that comes to mind just, yeah because I think I think yeah. it's normal to just one day you wake up and you're like yeah it's like I don't feel like doing it like yeah and then make, and then what's worse is that after that you question whether it's really for you and that makes it worse yeah exactly <laughs> like mm-hmm. times that you're, you're thinking maybe this isn't my passion yeah yeah <laughs> because yeah. of the time that like time not even just one time but like times when you like mm-hmm. suddenly wake up and you're like I don't feel like doing this is this yeah, yeah. is what I'm doing right yeah yeah and it's like but then you, yeah you think about it and there's nothing else you'd rather do you just don't feel like doing it at the time but I think that's not like that's not a valid reason to say that it's not your passion anymore kind of thing yeah 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 for sure it's not like it happens to the best of us yeah. we could get lazy we just could feel unmotivated but it doesn't mean that you should stop doing whatever you're doing yeah I think maybe it's like it's from my Eight years of experience. <laughs> Maybe I can say something worth it, worth something now about those times. If it comes from a period of like you pushing yourself really hard and then you don't feel like doing it anymore, maybe you need a break. You would appreciate a break. And so you should, like, it's not when you're down in the valley, it's like, I'm gonna lose it, I better push even harder. Sometimes you're in that valley because you push yourself really hard already and you need a break. So I think it's not. Don't be scared of that valley, I think. Yeah. If it's really your thing, you'll come back to it. Nothing to be afraid of. If it's not your thing, then I think it's scary because you invest so much in it already. You've spent so much time on it. And to sit, and then for that one day, it's like suddenly, suddenly you're, you're not meant to do it anymore. It's quite scary. But give it a few days, give it a few weeks. Yeah. Give it however that. long it would take. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. It gets scary. And I feel yeah. like that's, that's the reason why some people stop. Mm. But I think it's also important to just like look back at the times when you enjoyed it also. And yeah, yeah. Like that definitely helps um, whenever, you know, you've wanted to give up. Like, for example, there were, <laughs> believe me, there were a lot of times I wanted to give up. Um <laughs> Especially when it came to, uh, like, producing the theater productions here. And usually it would be because everything just got too much. Yeah, yeah. And there really will come a time that it's just, you just need to take a pause. You're like, "Mm, I don't really want to do anything. And then you realize that, oh, it's because maybe I've been working too hard. Maybe I've neglected some stuff in my life. Mm -hmm. Um... Or just really sometimes just wake up and you're like, girl, I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. This is what helps me whenever I had, you know, those moments. Just mm-hmm. Try and go back to, yeah, like what I was saying. Try and go back to the time when you were so happy with what you do, you were doing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of helps recenter yourself and be like, okay, this this is just a minor hump in my yeah. journey. Yeah. Um, it will soon like straighten up and go back up because i know that it's hard to because when you're faced with a with a challenge or a struggle sometimes it's just you're so focused in 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 that 
but you tend to forget oh all the good moments and all yeah, the yeah. times when you felt like yeah this is what i want to do mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah yeah so sometimes just looking back at that and being like okay it's fine um yeah, i may yeah. be feeling like i want want to give up now but remember when all the people were so happy and then <laughs> like we were all there for each other kind of thing yeah, when, yeah. when you were like producing something or whatever mm-hmm. um and then yeah. you're like oh yeah like i remember those times and yeah but although i got to say that sometimes that's it's hard to look back at that also because again you're so mm-hmm. focused yeah yeah with the matter think, at hand yeah that's the big i think that's another like very important thing about this whole thing is the i want to say it's like culture the culture of getting things done it's very prominent nowadays i think it's like when you do something you're doing it to get it done so let's say if you're doing production you want to you want to the goal is to finish a production but in the grand scheme of things the production is what brings everyone together and everyone together is the it's like it's like the it's the the point of the whole thing i'd say uh-huh so if you think of let's say if you're eating chicken rice <laughs> <laughs> having everyone together is you know the meat of it if you're having the chicken the rice is besides the point <laughs> but everyone's <laughs> so fixated on doing the thing that they forget yeah. the whole point and then when you forget the whole point you miss out on the whole the fun part of it not so much the fun mm-hmm. part but like the the enjoyable part of it that's having everyone together because we're still like oriented to finish what we started kind of task oriented we call it yeah yeah i think that's true i think it's just the the culture now is to get things done yeah yeah the quickest way possible and in the most efficient way yeah yeah (laughs) just and then and then when it's done and then if you really like sort of neglect everything or the, the main point of the whole thing, you look back at it and it's like, it's done, but you don't feel so fulfilled. Like if you had never really enjoyed what you're doing, yeah. you just got it done. Which is like another thing. And I, I can relate this to parkour, I think. It's quite a big thing nowadays when um, people, you have a challenge, you know, so in parkour, you want to do a certain gap a certain way. And that's your challenge in mind. And sometimes people list down these challenges and it becomes... Like, I just want to get it done, as opposed to, you're thinking about the process of how we can figure out problem solve and what, like, the risk management. Just think about all the aspects of it. That makes it fun. But some people are so oriented on, I just want to get the gap done, and then I'll be good, you know? People think I'm good, which is not fine. The fun part was the process. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Just process, my Just, friends. yeah. Just my observations from seeing, and from observations from myself also, like, yeah, because, yeah, you know, you follow these big names, you follow these people who are very successful, and you think they should have everything figured out. But mm-hmm. then they still do these things where they're so task-oriented, where it's just about getting things done and not so much about the thing you're doing in the first place. Yeah. Let's talk, because you brought up the thing about injuries for us last time, right? In parkour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's something I want to address, because I think in parkour, or... I don't know how, how what the equivalent of an injury would be in... Like, let's say production, but so that's in parkour. If I think injuries are one of the biggest things that set people back, and it's one of the like I have, I have had my so I'm having my biggest injury right now, my past eight months of not being able to train properly. Injuries are because you can't train, you can't do what you like, and then you slowly fall off, and then you don't have the momentum very much to keep yourself going, you have to pick yourself back up. I think that's very difficult. Um, 
Yeah. So I think it's in terms of times when you have to push through when you're not motivated. It's like I think something like an injury when you have your momentum momentum stopped and you sort of need to get yourself back going and it's not so fun getting yourself back going again. That's one of those times. I think like one of my one of the things that kept me going actually was I watched this interview with this guy I really looked up to uh, in parkour and he talked about how you notice this trend with really famous people where they're doing really well and then they get one big injury and you never see them again. And for, yeah. to him, that was what kept him motivated with to keep training, uh, to, you know, keep going even after an injury is because he watches these people drop off and it's like, he doesn't want to be like that. And I remember so many times when I've had an injury and I can't do anything. And I think about that and I was like, I just don't want to be one of those people who disappear off after an injury, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think in the times, times like those is times when you think that maybe I should start a new passion, maybe I should do something else because that's a really tough time to be in. But when you pick yourself back up and things are going okay again, you realize, you remember why you've been doing this all the time. When you think about giving up, I think it's worth asking yourself, like, this doesn't always apply because there's, there's something in answer. Sometimes an answer to this, but you ask yourself, what would you rather do? Why well, isn't like, what would you rather? So let's say when you have an injury, mm-hmm. you think about, like, I can't do what I want to do. And yeah, so you can do other things with your time other than like rehab your injury. But if you don't rehab your injury, obviously, you're not going to get back to what you enjoy doing. Yeah. But you think about what would you rather do? I don't know how to put this. It's like when you want to get better at something, you have to, you have to work on it, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't enjoy working on it. Mm-hmm. But then I ask myself, like, what would I rather do than not work on it? And I don't have an answer because I know if I don't work on it, I won't get any better. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's more, more pleasurable things to do, let's say. There's always more pleasurable things to do than, than working towards your passion. Yeah. But Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like staying home sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Doing nothing, eating good food or something. I don't know. Yeah. But there's always going to be something you'd rather do. But when you think about what makes you happy, there's nothing else I think you'd rather do than trying to get back to where you were. I think some people have the idea that you have to be naturally good mm-hmm. at what you're doing. Because some Can people relate. say figuring out what you enjoyed doing or what you were already doing as a kid because you were naturally good at it mm-hmm. is probably going to be your passion. Yeah. And I think that's not true. I don't think it's true either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, not true. Well, I agree to some parts of it, but not mm. entirely. Um, yeah. I feel like it is one way of finding out what your passion is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the only way. Mm. Cause like finding what you're good at, like, and then if you're yeah. good at that thing, it's, you're, you're likely, it's like your passion. Because what they say is that's why you have to figure out what you were doing when you were a kid. It's because yeah. there's no one telling you what to do. You're just like super carefree. Like, I want to yeah, do whatever yeah. I want. 
yeah, and yeah, your yeah. mind isn't as complex as it is now that you're older with all the problems in the world. <laughs> mm, yeah. And pressure from society and stuff like that. But I don't think you have to be naturally good at your passion cuz absolutely not. And you like you don't have to and you like hmm, how do I say it? Yeah, no, you don't have to be um because yeah. we all start somewhere. Yeah, you don't have to be and, good at it for it to be yeah. your passion. Yeah. That was like what you were saying, the process. The process, mm-hmm. man. It's like Yeah, yeah, it's about the process. Like as cliché as that is. Yeah. That is it. Let's say something like like the one that came to mind is like bodybuilding for example. Genetics plays a huge role whether you mm-hmm. your muscles are inserted in a way that makes them pop or look aligned or symmetrical, you know. So you might have really good genetics bodybuilding. Doesn't mean it's your passion. You might not enjoy lifting weights. You might enjoy doing a sport like playing tennis or something like that. Like mm-hmm. so that's that's like a really that's a sort of concrete example of I think when what you're good at is not necessarily in line with your passion. I think and yeah. Yeah, I think like no, to what you said about it being the process, that's extremely cliche, but that is the whole point. It's not about I think almost like I think so the argument about being if you're good at something it's likely to be a passion. I think it's comes to this I like to bring it back to this pleasure happiness thing. Mm-hmm. The better you are at something the easier it is to enjoy it. Would you agree with that? Like if you're really yeah. good at something it's so it's yeah. so easy to like just keep doing it cuz you're not messing up, you're not failing. Like yeah. just keep doing it, man. Not necessarily that it's a passion in fact like it's, I think it's harder to realize that that's your passion if you're so good at it because you never had to fail, you know? Yeah, I think to that point, it's, yeah, that's... Yeah, like, the struggle and, like, failing is super important. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in, in knowing if what you're doing is really your passion, the thing is, no journey is easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless unless you're very talented at it and you never <laughs> fail, then sure. <laughs> but I don't but think then, I don't think anyone never fails. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like one way or another, whether it be something major or something very, very minor, it mm-hmm. makes you stronger, makes sure. you realize things. That's super important. Just in life, also in general, not just in passions, but in life. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this actually yesterday. So this goes beyond passions. This just goes beyond just this place in the realm of being alive, I think. Being sentient. A difficult situation, failing at something, looks like, even if it's a big failure in your passion, it looks like the end of the world, but you learn so much from it. It's, it adds 10 steps to who you are as a person, even though it puts you like five steps back in your passion, I think. In the grand scheme of things, you learn a lot, so much more from failing. That maybe your failure is a, like a concrete thing and it sets you back. It actually sets you back in your passion. But if you actually learn from that, you can take so many more steps further in every other aspect of your life. But that's if you you know decide to learn from it. Mm. So I'm saying. So mm. if I were to put it to an example with my leg weakness injury that happened eight months ago. It happened w- eight months ago already. Yeah, yeah. And still, I still feel it a little bit. It gets in the way, but it's so much better now. It's so much better. Yeah. But anyway, about it, it's like, I think when you're 
when you're doing well in your passion or whatever it is you're doing, and you, you haven't failed miserably in a long time, it feels like you're in a race. You're in a race and you're trying to get first place, obviously. You're trying to win. Uh, and if you've not had a failure, you don't, if you've not had a massive failure, you've not had a setback that takes you off the race. You may be tripped on a stone in the race and you're, you've fallen back, but you're not off the race. If you had a really big injury, you're thrown off the race, you're watching everyone speed past you and you're just sitting there. You can't do anything. And I think that teaches you a lot about the value of not winning. <laughs> you, I think, yeah, from this, with this injury, I learned a lot more about myself and how to handle not winning, how to watch people go by you, watch people progress and use it still. And then you look at it and you realize it's a race. And a race is not your whole life. Like the race will end one day and whoever gets first place gets first place. And then you move on with your life. The race was a big part of your life, but it wasn't your whole life. I think that's... <laughs> that's how I put it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, that that's doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't detract from it, your passion being super important and being the most important thing of your life. I think if you get a set that it's just a race and you still put your heart into it, I think that's when you can really win. Because you realize there's so much more like in life, but you still want to commit so much of yourself into that race. Which is why I like to talk about my friend who's the one I talk about is like super passionate. Because mm-hmm. he knows that there's life outside of this race, but he's still mm-hmm. fully in the race. In the race, yeah. I think that's a really good place to be, yeah. Like I always say how even if you don't win in your race, you still mm-hmm. win. Like either Please way. elaborate. Because, I mean like in your example mm-hmm. of like you trip on a stone during a race. And you end up not winning. Yeah. It's still... Because <laughs> I don't think... How do I say this? Like, I don't think life in general is just about winning. Mm. Um, yeah. No matter, again, I keep coming back to this, but no matter how cliche it sounds, it's always about the process. Mm. In a way that small wins are still wins. So, for example, the pebble that you tripped on. So, you don't end up winning, but then you win in a way that you know that you could still finish it even though there's that minor setback. Mm, And on the, I guess, more grave example is like, you're injured, you're off the race, so you're like disqualified. But then in the way of being disqualified and you you watching other people go through with the race, Mm -hmm. there's also a lot of internal learnings that you... You figure out about yourself, yeah, about yeah. life in general, about yeah, yeah. just even about the race that you didn't yeah. see because you were in it and not outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You see so much more from the outside. Yeah. Um, it's still a win, even though you mm-hmm. didn't win the race, technically. Yeah. It's still a yeah. win. Like, yeah, like life goes on after the race is, I think, what we're trying to hint towards. It's yeah. If you don't, if you didn't learn anything in the process, you could finish the race in the first place. But I don't want to say it's a waste of your time, but it was a waste of your time because the race, the race is over. You go on with your life. What do you learn from it? If you didn't learn anything, you didn't learn anything. Yeah. Right, and that's the process, and that's why I think we talk about passion like it's a really important thing. But at the end of the day, is after your passion ends, life continues. Life goes on, mm-hmm. and. That's why it's not about winning. I think that's why we're trying to talk about it's not yeah. about being good at your passion because 
after this ends, you better have learned something from it, or else winning wouldn't wouldn't really have meant much. Much, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I guess just to wrap things up, um, if you were to give any advice for people trying to find a passion of theirs, or they have found their passion but they have doubts about it, um, mm. maybe due to societal pressure. Or just any setbacks, um, yeah. What's your advice for them? So for someone who's not found their passion, I'd say you have to try a lot. Well, you have. <laughs> you kind of don't want to change people, but if you're not someone who sticks to something, that's obviously something you have to learn to do because you will never really know if it's your, a thing for you if you don't stick to it. You know, if you just give up at the slightest bit of you know mistakes and. You're gonna drop off, and you never really know. So you have to stick to it. That's one thing. But if you've never really tried anything, then you have to try a lot of things. Like it's quite straightforward. Uh, yeah, so like keep if, trying. If, yeah, like if you're really, if you're like, and I think you don't have to categorize yourself. I'm a science person. I'm an arts person. If you like acrylic painting, and then you try acrylic painting, and then you've never been a sporty person, but skateboarding kind of looks cool to you, so you give it a shot. By like, I think what's very important also nowadays is to get to not get fancy with the equipment. So. Mm-hmm. So something like, let's say if you like making videos, right? I think if you really have a passion for it, you can test yourself with this even if you've not started. If you really like creating something, you can have like a shitty camera that has like standard quality and you have the slowest internet in the world, but you're happy filming something and putting it out and that makes you happy. Like you don't need the most expensive, you don't need a full decked out skateboard or you don't need the highest quality acrylics. You, whatever it is to start with it, you're happy to start and you'll try it. I think that's that's if you can keep up with it even with not fancy equipment I think that's a good sign that it might be a passion yeah but in other words in in another aspect of it is just to try a lot of things whatever you have the slightest interest in don't spend a lot try. of money put yeah. tiny a bit of money into it you know buy the cheapest thing you can to it try mm-hmm. it with the cheapest equipment you have yeah and that's a fantastic start because you'll never know unless you try. Yeah. I think also, yeah, like a big thing with it is people want to have if people people want to have the most like a uh, high quality something, you know. They don't want to start unless it's good, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't want to it's like you don't want to start with a 5 let's talk about this 5 pound mic 5 uh-huh. British, Great Britain pound. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, five you, pounds. <laughs> you don't want to start with a cheap mic. You want something with high quality, like 20 pounds, something like that, that records your voice and you can play with all kinds of tools. Mm-hmm. But I think what... No, something my, I give my credit to my father, actually. To the way he made... When I wanted to do something, when I wanted to try something new in life, he wouldn't, he wouldn't get the most expensive thing. He wouldn't get the most fancy thing. He gave me the pure, as basic as it gets. <laughs> and if I work with that, if I can work with that, then if I stick with it for long enough, then he'll get me something proper. But I think, don't get fancy with something, if it, with your interest. You just have to, you have to love the interest for the interest, essentially. You yeah. can't, I can't love parkour because it gives me cool shoes. I have to be, I have to enjoy doing barefoot. And then I can, mm-hmm. then you get, then you get fancy, you know. If you know you really like it. If it's really your thing, then you get fancy. But, Initially, when you start off, you have to love what you're doing for what it is rather than what it looks like. Or... What it looks like, yeah. Yep, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I don't think I have anything to add to that. That was like yeah. 
Because my only <laughs> my only advice is keep trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also at the same time, don't give up at the slightest mm. inconvenience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the thing about doubts and social pressures. I think that's a lot bigger question. I think that's a lot harder to answer in the sense that I feel I can I've I've faced that and like okay so with regards to the race and there being life outside of the race when you have doubts about something you'll always have you'll always have doubts about something that you I think you're passionate about or something you want to do there'll always be someone to tell you it's weird or you should do something better I think that's normal but the point of it in the idea of life is that you're not you're not doing this for the passion you're doing this for like you said what the process or what you learn out of it and what you learn out of it this time is to trust yourself so let's say you got this passion and people society tells you it sucks so you shouldn't do it what you learn from it should be that you try and you stick to it and then if you stick to it that's great and let's, let's imagine you stick to it yeah after this passion after this race ends there'll be another race that starts and next time people will tell you again that you should do something better you should doubt yourself and next time it'll be easier and then next race will be easier and next race will be easier and for as long as you live it only gets easier and that's i think that's the reason you should I can't tell you how to ignore the doubts, but the reason you should ignore the doubts is because the doubts will get easier next time. Yeah. <laughs> there will always be people, and even yourself, doubting. Mostly yourself, uh, I think. A large part yourself. I think a, a, a lot of it is also yourself. And so many people will have to, you know, feel like they should tell you what to do. Girl, is your life. Mm. Um... And in some way, you should, this is super easier said than done, learn to shut off those voices mm. and trust in what you're doing and listen to the people who matter, yeah, if yeah, that no. makes any sense. No. Yeah, because there will always be people bringing you down and telling yeah, yeah. you, ha, 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 Yeah, no, yeah. like, these things is like, yeah, it's like you say, it's obviously, it's saying it is so much easier than doing it. But having the right people around you definitely matters. And sometimes it's not, sometimes it's about being, a, uh, having yourself around you sort of thing. So I've been in environments where it's not very supportive and the, the norm is to doubt what the person says and that kind of thing. Where if you bring up something, everyone around you will bring up a lot of what ifs, what if something happens and almost... And I feel that destroys your your courage more than anything else. It's like they're trying to bring you down before you've even started. And having those people around is obviously, they're doubting you and sooner or later their voices come in your head. And I've told you about this before, like about how in third year, fourth year, well, mostly third year, I sort of don't know who I was. I don't know who, what kind of voices were in my head because I listened to all these people and I kept these people around me. And I, I felt because... They seemed like they knew so much. I felt like they knew what they were doing. They made sense. So I had to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when, you, when you keep these people in your life, I think their voices stay in your head. And when they stay in your head for long enough, they, sound, they start sounding like your own voice. Like your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, when, when, 
normally you don't doubt yourself. I think normally when you you're passionate about something, you love something, you won't doubt yourself. You'll let you'll genuinely let, go for it. But when you keep these people around, these voices sound like your own, and you think you're doubting yourself when you're you're not. You're just keeping their voice in your head. It's very important to keep people in your life, but it's I think you have to get to know yourself also. And how I do that personally is I just spend a lot of time by myself. Because then you have you start to have conversations with yourself, not like full on conversations, but like ten second conversations about what what you're thinking and all that. And when it's genuinely asking yourself, you get to know yourself better. It's like spending time with someone, right? If you if you don't spend if some people don't spend any time in a week with themselves, they only hang out with friends or they're doing something. They never talk to themselves, and you can't you can't question why you don't know who you are if you don't spend time with yourself. It's like if I never talked to you, I would never know who you are. Mm-hmm. Let's say I know who you. Let's say I, I I knew you four years ago, right? And I never caught up with you. I couldn't tell you who you are now. And you are you as a person. You're always changing, so you always have to keep you have to keep up with yourself because what you want will always change too. So, hang out with yourself a lot. Is my advice. You need to know your voice and you need to know what their voice sounds like. If you know yeah. what your voice sounds like, you know what their voice sounds like. Honestly. It's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to shut down the other voices. Because you know who they you can they sound different from yours. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I hope people understand what I mean because I completely get it. That's true. And when we mean take time for yourself, hang out with yourself. No phones, no nothing. Nah, yeah, just literally yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause sitting you, down. Because nowadays, like social and, media, you go on Instagram. There's no time with yourself, man. You're looking at someone else. <laughs> yeah. 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 Go and sit down. Light some go for a walk. If you want go for to. a walk. Yeah. Go for a walk with no music, no nothing. Yeah, it's not about like doing something, not doing something. It's just having time where you can talk with yourself. I yeah. Think. Right? Where you can where you don't have constant input from other people. Not even other people, but you look at Instagram that's input to your head already. Sometime yeah. where there's no input and your voice is like, Okay, it's quiet now I can come out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll end it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. Thank you for accepting this invite, Ken. Thank you for I having me. I said it right. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys learned something from this conversation and that you guys had fun or enjoyed listening or watching it. Yeah, this is how my conversations normally go with other people. So this is what it's like. But... You get the point across. Yeah, it's it's a bit messy, but it's a conversation. Am I right? It's a conversation, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so let me know your thoughts about this week's episode by DMing me on my Instagram at Mooney with Mary. Yes, my podcast is now on Instagram. Or by commenting on the video or by leaving a review on the podcast. Or if you don't want to do any of that and you just want it to be a little bit personal, you can email me at moonimoonywithmary at gmail.com You've got your own email address too. Yes. Sick. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and see you guys next week. Bye! Bye.